Grandpa, asked the child, are poor people really happier than rich people? Well, I don't know for sure, replied the grandfather, but, but they do have one less thing to worry about. The poor have to worry about making enough money. The rich have to worry about making enough money and about how to keep it. Grandpa, the child continued, how much money does a person need? Well, that depends on whether the person is poor or rich, responded the grandfather. A poor person has enough money when that person begins giving away some of their money to help other poor people. A rich person has enough money when that person begins to spend money to get more money. Grandpa, the little interrogator continued, are we poor or rich? Well, that depends, responded the grandfather. Are we a happy family? Well, we're the happiest family I know, the child gleefully responded. And then said wise grandpa, we are rich. You know, nowhere in our scripture passages today is wealth condemned or criticized. And no passage is concerned with whether possessing wealth is good or evil. And though called a fool, the rich man in the gospel is called neither good nor evil simply because he had much grain and other goods. And we have to remember that these passages from our scriptures were written in what were, for the most part, non-monetary societies. And certainly, by the time we, we get to Jesus, uh, about 2,000 years ago, you know, wealth was not thought of, even though they had coinage, in terms of money. Wealth was thought of in terms of two things. How many things did you possess? Because those things were used for barter. And how much of a social standing did you possess? And money at that time did not translate into that social standing. It was your good character. It was the position you held in perhaps leadership in the community. It was how you treated people fairly in your business or not. And so what our scriptures are, are asking us today is our attitude toward possessions. You know, another way to ask the question of the scriptures today is, you know, what is the purpose of our possessions? And the book of Ecclesiastes, which was written late in the Old Testament period, reveals a, a development in understanding of divine retribution. Before this period of time, justice was thought of in terms of earthly rewards and punishment. 
But the book of Ecclesiastes then begins to have us look towards the future with God as the time when justice will be fulfilled. And of course, then Jesus comes on the scene and, and, and he, as we hear in our Gospels, begins to round this thought out. The Quelholeth is more really a title than a name. And it can mean one who convokes an assembly. And perhaps to it meant one who is a teacher. And teachers were held in the highest of regards. And clearly, Quahalath is an important person with something very, very important to say. And he repeats this word vanity several times. Repetition for the writer. Repetition for us, we know, is a way of, uh, of speaking something in a most radical of degrees. And in looking at this passage today, it helps if we know that the word vanity, it means breath or vapor. And its point is that something is as transitory as a breath or a vapor. You know, it's, as, as you speak, it's not something that you can hold on to. It's impermanent. And Quahaloth is, is charging us then to look at all things of this world as transitory, which they are. You know, nothing human will last. Left untended and without human maintenance, you know, even the pyramids will eventually succumb to wind and erosion. If nothing human will last, then, then it's like a vapor. It is here, and then it is gone. And to put ultimate meaning in anything human is a vanity. Now Paul, Paul calls us to, to examine much the same reality today. You know, too much emphasis has been put on things that in the end have little, if any, meaning. You know, being a Greek or a Jew at that period of time meant something, and and the designation usually served as excuses for prejudices. Nationality was noticed because it, it mattered to the people Paul wrote to in Colossae. And Paul, echoing the message of Ecclesiastes, tells us to put to death then the parts of you that are earthly. And as Christians, Paul tells us we have literally changed clothes. You know, we have enough baptisms celebrated here during the year for you to be very attuned to the language of our baptismal rite. And there's a part in which we hear these words. You have become a new creation and have clothed yourself in Christ. See in this white garment that you wear, 
the outward sign of your Christian dignity. In baptism, we have changed clothes. We've put on the new self, which should mean that we determine what is important in our lives by a different standard than the culture. And our standard for what is of value, what is important, is in terms of our relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus is critical of the rich fool's attitudes towards his possessions. God gave him all that he had, not that he might own them, but that he might be generous with his possessions. And his wealth was his possession. You know, he had this vast amount of grain, tears down the barns, builds some new ones so that he can hang on to it. And what would happen to that? But it will rot and it will spoil before he ever uses it. You know, he thought only in possession of what, or in terms of what his possessions could do for him. And our new clothes should help us think in terms of what our possessions can do for others. Now, this is what God thinks of as being rich. And do we know when we are truly wealthy? You know, when we are free enough to be generous, when the happiness of others is more important than our wealth. You know, I'd like to close here this morning with a different story. And Father James and I, um, we've become pretty good friends. I think you've all noticed that I've had people point that out to me that we're a pretty good team here. And we, you know, we sit around and talk about the marvels that we are experiencing here in you, in this community. It's kind of a weird thing that, you know, I've had some experience with before, but there's just this, there's something wonderful happening here. And I hope you're noticing that. I hope that you are truly in touch with that. It, uh, it has much to do with the growth of this community, and I don't mean just, just in numbers, but, but just in our way of being. It's very, very palpable, very noticeable. And I, I want to share something with you here that's just kind of a sign of this. Um, and yes, it has to do with money, but it, 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 it kind of caught me off guard. You know, this parish has never, ever reached its goal for the CMA, the Catholic's Ministry, Catholic Ministries Appeal, or what used to be called the Archbishop's Fund Drive. And I, you know, I don't know what that was about, but you know, last year our goal was $43,000, and we didn't hit it. Um, and I told you know, the Archbishop that it may take a while to get around to doing this. Last year, or this year, they up our goal to 61300 and something dollars. And I'm like, for goodness sake, you know? And you probably remember back to when we came to the time of, of asking for pledges towards this, and Father James and I just decided to, to let you do it. Uh, we were told that we should have you sit there and fill out the forms and kind of force it on you, and, and we thought that, that we didn't feel that was necessary. Well, I got the final report on, uh, actually I opened it Friday evening because I'd been away for the week, and... Um, 
you know, our goal of $61,000 was, I mean, you, you went over that. You know, it, it um, $61,601. And uh, again, it, it says something about your faith, your faith in the Lord, your faith in one another. And again, that, that very special something that is happening here in our, our growth in Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that, uh, that the scriptures that we hear today are being fulfilled in your hearing. And that good things of the Lord are happening amongst us. 